Welcome to the Unseen Realm with Paul Renfro and friends. I'm your host, Paul Renfro, and with me are dear friends and mature people who are studying the scripture together about living as a spirit. We're using the scriptures in my book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm. It's available at ParadigmLighthouse.com, and that's link is in the show notes. You're welcome to get a copy, but you can just follow along. We'll have a whiteboard that has the excerpts and the Bible verses we'll be discussing. But it's the tagline that probably drew you to this presentation, and that tagline is this. Finally, a Bible explanation for what you are experiencing. Because all of us in this group are like you. We have been through this process of having that itch inside that nobody could scratch. But instead of giving up or just taking it as part of the norm, we each have pursued God and found that he could scratch that itch. When strange things keep happening in you and in your life circumstances, don't you feel deep down that there is something, some way, somehow, some, somebody in an unseen world that is active and maybe even determinative in this visible present world and maybe in your life? Well, you aren't crazy. That is happening to more and more people, and we know because it's happening to us as well. So we know for a fact that it is God agitating people to draw near to him, and that's not an easy process. So we welcome you to join in. That's what we're discussing tonight. Please give me a thumbs up or a thumbs down because your comments are welcome, and the show notes will tell you how to contact me directly. Now, my friends and I, thank you for joining us. It's a privilege to talk about these things with each other and to include you. We're taking one Bible passage at a time that's used in my book, Nobody Sees This You, How to Live as a Spirit in the Unseen Realm. And so first, I read the scripture, and then we read the short excerpt about that scripture from the book. And then our group discusses it together, and I'm sure you'll find that to be not only fascinating, but also relevant to your own questions. So let's get started. Now, in the first letter of John, chapter 4, he talks about testing the spirits. Let's read that. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. By this, you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that does not confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, which you have heard was coming and is now already in the world. That is 1 John 4, verses 1 through 4. It's toward the end of the New Testament. If you're not familiar with the Bible, you can find it there. And so Apostle John is drawing on the wealth of knowledge that we are spirits. And God told Nicodemus, that which is born of flesh is flesh, but that which is born of spirit is spirit. And you must be born again to see the kingdom of God. And so what what do we have as a result? We want to grow as spirits, but yet there are actors in the unseen who are unfortunately not friendly. We have this section from my book, Actors of the Unseen. All of you can see that now. And so what is unseen to us is not inactive. 
God revealed in the Bible a large, very active and invisible population of spirits. They outnumber mortal people. When we are born as spirits by faith in Jesus, we may perceive this population, and among us are spirits of several kinds. Now, each of us in the group is able to turn in our book to page 12. And there's the holy inhabitants, the angels. People accept the existence of angels and believe angels are good. And then we also have invisible inhabitants in the unseen. And this is what makes people appropriately cautious about talking about the spirit world and the unseen realm. It's not something that uh, we venture into lightly. Now, in our society, we easily believe in one type of evil inhabitant, and that is demons. And we all agree they're not good. They're evil. Their intent on harm may take many forms. Now, the demons focus on individual people. Everything revealed about them is slavish. They're bound to evil, and they want to entice people, entice you into slavery, to evil. They're commanded by superiors, and they're without the liberty to deviate. They're not strategists or tacticians. Now, the Bible reveals a second type of invisible enemy that is angelic in their nature. They're aligned with one unholy cherub, and that is Lucifer. Lucifer was seated in the heavenly realms. He guarded the throne of God. And when he began to conduct his affairs in a way that betrayed a pride and an effort to unseat God, Lucifer was cast out of heaven onto earth. Then we were created on earth. Our race was created. God did not do this by accident. And so there is another kind of participant in the unseen realm, and that is the non-personal entities, things like physical creation or the force of sin. And these respond to our choices without being engaged with us individually. And let's hear from the participants. Grover, Stacy, what are your thoughts about these unseen and testing the spirits in the unseen realm? So with us being in deliverance before we even start, instead of asking the person who is receiving deliverance if they are a Christian, because really anybody can say yes. We've actually experienced that. What I do instead is that I ask them, did Jesus Christ come in a flesh? If they say yes, okay, it's you can proceed. If they cannot and do not answer the question, then we know what to shut down. I really, really strongly believe that the church needs to do this. And not only in the ministry, but also being befriended or befriending someone or anybody going into leadership because without testing the spirits, that's how sometimes Jezebel comes in, you know, Mm -hmm. when that spirit is tested, if that person does not say or agree that Jesus Christ came in the flesh, obviously don't let them advance, you know, but seriously, you know, in the spirit and the natural from our experience, we have had witches to come in for deliverance and because Satan can't cast out Satan, They'll Mm -hmm. come to us. Mm -hmm. So so they'll have us cast out the demons. And guess what? They know they're going to come back seven times stronger. And Mm -hmm. they come back Mm -hmm. with those seven times stronger demons and try to attack. So that's really important that we test the spirit with people Mm -hmm. and in the spirit. And that's the truth. Chris, let's go over to you. You This was a, a passage in the book that was meaningful to you. Tell us your thoughts. 
I absolutely appreciate how you talk about virtual unseen realm and that there are good spirits and evil spirits. We hear spiritual warfare as a phrase that's thrown about everywhere, but you actually break it down very well in this series. There's, you have a whole book on this. I think it's book three that's coming up. On page 23, you say, the unseen is a world constantly at war. And mm-hmm. the, these who we, these spirits, as Stacey was saying, trying to decide who we're talking to because um, the, the evil one, Satan, has the great ability to make himself look like light or mm-hmm. anything else that we view as good. The deception, we have yes. to be aware and just be on guard but not in a on guard way that we walk around in fear. The reason that they're acting like that towards us is we are trusting in Christ. We believe in Jesus, and mm-hmm. Jesus is their enemy. Mm-hmm. So they're attacking us because of our belief in someone who is stronger than them. The mm-hmm. darkness cannot overcome mm-hmm. the light, and mm-hmm. they're going to try, but we have the strength of Christ mm-hmm. on our side and all of his omnipotent. He has more power than anybody, no matter who can come against us. And he's on mm-hmm. our really? side. Whoever is not with me is against me, he said. Mm-hmm. And so we mm-hmm. are with him and we shouldn't fear, but we should be alert and aware mm-hmm. that we can always be attacked from different ways. You know, I was taught when I took Bible study fellowship, you're going to be attacked. Your children are going to act up. Your car is going to break down. All the things Mm -hmm. on your way to try to get to Bible study. And I love that someone just warned me. So when I saw Mm -hmm. obstacles come in my path, I didn't just get frustrated because I was trying to get there on time and be a good girl. I was like, okay, I know who's doing this. Mm -hmm. And so I could say, you know, get away from me, spirit. I am a daughter of God. I am on my way to Jesus. In Jesus's name, be gone. However you want to call out the spirit. Mm-hmm. But I love that you tell us this is a threat to us. It is mm-hmm. a threat to the church. And we do need to be on our guard. Oh, boy, isn't that beautiful? Thank you, God. I Thank love Lord. the discussion in this regard, because it's needs to be mm-hmm. in the church, in the ecclesia. Mm-hmm. When we talk about masquerading as the angel of light, as far as Satan goes and the demonic and Grover and his wife doing deliverance. We see that the veil, the two kingdoms come very close. The his kingdom of light repels the darkness. It can't come into the light, but it's operating parallel, very close to where Satan masquerades. That's why we have to test the spirits. Mm-hmm. They come in and you, you, you may not even be aware of it. They're not mm-hmm. coming into the light. They're coming into the areas of darkness that we still maintain in our lives because he, he can't come in just like the book of job and mm-hmm. god say where'd you come from well he knew where he came from but we see something revealed there that these two kingdoms are side by side parallel satan's been thrown out of the light he can't come back in mm-hmm. but he comes back in through deception the only tool satan has and his demons is deception If you really think about it, you recognize Mm -hmm. the attack comes through the mind. Mm -hmm. And so he infiltrates a person's mind in that unseen area. And if there's not a maturity, there's not the Issachar anointing, there's not the spirit of God that's maintaining your thought life, uh, you're going to miss seeing it. I'm going back to Elijah and the servant. 
the, the servant said the fear took over. That was the deception that Satan was bringing in that there's that you guys are in trouble. I'm coming after the prophet, but you're going to get swept up too. And all Elijah had to do is say, Lord, open the eyes of my servant. Mm-hmm. And that goes to show you he got to see beyond the veil. However, this is really important for us to understand in Luke 10, where he's given us authority over scorpions and serpents. We recognize that we've been given all authority over all the powers of the enemy and nothing shall harm us. Hallelujah. And we really get that deep into our spirit. We recognize the fact that the enemy's going to attack us, just like what's happening with Israel, how they came through. They breached the, the fence. They came in. It, mm. He does that on a daily basis with mm. believers mm. to deceive them. Oh, yeah. that's beautiful. Uh, and I think it's great that we have people like yourself that have given us the tools that we huh. can recognize who these spirits are because we died to the lack of knowledge. I mean, yeah. the, the Bible tells us that we need an understanding of these things so that we can fight the battle and we can fight it in a proper way. Yes. But I'll tell you, we were having all kinds of problems with our sound system for Wednesday night, night service. And we couldn't understand what was going on. And finally, <laughs> I just got fed up with it. And I said, Jesus, we need you right now. We need you to come and touch whatever's going on. And I no longer said, fix it in the name of Jesus. And boof, it went on. It started (laughs) You know, we forget the power that we have Mm -hmm. through Christ and say his name and the enemy will flee. And we have to remember that. It goes right back into the darkness. Yes, he does. A scripture you remind me of, Nancy, when you say those things is Isaiah 55. And I want to share with the listener. We work and we work and we work in in the substandard way that's beneath what a Christian is capable of by virtue of our association with God Almighty, (laughs) which is quite an association. Ho, everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. You have no money, come buy and eat. Yes, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for what is not bread and your wages for what does not satisfy? Listen carefully to me and eat what is good and let your soul delight itself in abundance. Incline your ear and come to me and your soul will live. Mm -hmm. Is that not beautiful? Amen. Amen. Yeah. He will quicken us. His spirit that lives within us will always let us know what's going on. We just need to hear his voice. Yep. Well, Andrew, Allison, you all just take this in. I see the wheels turning. And of course, I've known you for 40 years, so that helps too. Once again, that it's it's just a timely topic that mm-hmm. as the others were sharing years ago, we had an experience in our household that was very odd. And I remember thinking, hmm, this doesn't seem like something that would happen just naturally. This seems to me like a a demonic activity in our household. And at the time, we were attending a mainline denominational type church. And there was only one person at the church that I felt comfortable talking Mm -hmm. about. And I remember being so apologetic. You know, I don't mean to get metaphysical, but these are the circumstances (laughs) does this sound like it could be demonic activity to you? And I'm very thankful that she was 
a spirit-filled believer in this mm. denominational church yeah. and immediately confirmed yes and it's taken years to understand like chris was saying earlier no i think it was nancy actually just the authority that the believer has so that's why i say i think it's a timely topic but just because i think a lot of people go through the majority of their christian life and are not aware of what's going on around them whether it is the good angelic activity or whether it is the bad demonic or other unclean spirits or whatever. So all that to say that this is a very timely topic and one that needs to be discussed in churches that are more open to the gifts of the spirit. And that's, I think your goal, Paul, is to get Mm. the message out to people who aren't necessarily in the church or in a church that teaches about us being spirits. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. And I think we all can relate to the statement and perhaps you viewer and listener can relate to the statement, religion kills. And golly, you know, just look at the headlines. But the fact is that religion is kind of the way that we have indulged willful blindness. And willful blindness is a very, very powerful human tendency. It's a tendency of our flesh And this is why, as we discussed in a previous uh, installment, that we seem like the wind to people who prefer to be willfully blind. And sometimes they revile us and persecute us because we remind them uh, of what they're trying to be willfully blind about. So it's like we're working at cross purposes with them and they don't talk to me about it. Uh, You know, you've had that experience if you're a Christian and you've tried to help somebody open their eyes and and they've responded to you that way. And I want to Thank you, listener, and I want to thank all my friends participating with us because it's our desire discussing this in your presence, listener and viewer, that you should be able to make some of the discoveries we have. And obviously, we're still discovering. You know, it's a process like we talked about in a previous episode. But you know what? We can ask God. Isn't that great? We can say, I'm sorry. Will you forgive me? I was wrong. But I now recognize it's you I'm hungering and thirsting for. And I encourage you, listener, to just say that. It doesn't have to be a real formal thing. You can tell I'm kind of lighthearted and informal myself. And yet, what a joy, because Jesus, in the Beatitudes, one thing that's easy, which we discussed in a previous segment, one thing that's easy to overlook is 13 times there's the word blessed. All right, Dan, that's Matthew 5, if you want to look it up or go back to the previous episode. We'll continue our discussion in the next episode of The Unseen Realm with Paul Renfro and his friends. In the show notes are the links mentioned as well as the whiteboard we used and the scriptures that we discussed. Now, you already know that our podcast and Bible discussion benefits from your thumbs up or thumbs down, right? So thanks for doing that, and we'll enjoy your participation. If you have questions or interest, you can use the contact form at ParadigmLighthouse.com to reach out to us. 